0: Hello and welcome back to The Adventures of Lola Badiola. In the last episode, Park and the secret agent, who we now know to be Eugenio Hernández, arrived at Eugenio's apartment in Madrid. In this episode, we're going to find out how Concha reacts to the stranger in her house. Here we go. The Adventures of Lola Badiola
1: Chapter 52 Confusion Concha knew when people were telling her the truth, when they were exaggerating, and when they were outright lying. In her work as an executive headhunter, she had seen thousands of CVs and interviewed hundreds of executives. Well, who is he? She asked for a second time. Eugenio had to tread very carefully if he wanted to maintain the cover story that the little Asian man in their apartment was a location scout. But before he could reply, the buzzer sounded from the hallway. Concha stood up from the table and hurried to the videophone to see who it was. It's Lola, she shouted from the doorway. She forgot her iPhone. It's here on the kitchen table, Eugenio shouted back to his wife. Tell her to come up. I want to say hello to her he was thankful for the distraction her presence would create. He turned to the Korean and whispered, Hey, I told you just to say yes or no. Park wasn't listening. He was too fascinated by the individual items in the fridge. There were sauces from Mexico, drinks bottled in China and fresh produce from all over Spain. No central planning committee could coordinate production and distribution as complex as this. No supreme leader could deliver anything as impressive to his people. The only possible explanation for this well-ordered abundance could be capitalism, the idea that consumers directed the system through their buying patterns in the open market. Park had read so much about the theory, but never been convinced. He didn't believe that it was possible for an economy to function without anyone controlling it. But... Here it was in black and white and vivid green, a fridge full of food delivered by the magic of the market. Like an atheist who has just witnessed the tears rolling down the cheeks of the statue of the Virgin of Guadalupe in New Mexico, Park was a convert. He could have spent the whole afternoon indulging in this revelation, but the sound of Concha and her friend entering the kitchen brought him back down to earth. Park got up from his knees and watched from behind the fridge door as Eugenio greeted the visitor. He instantly recognized her face. She was the woman he had seen on the cover of Cyber Story magazine, the woman who had been wrongly connected to the hacking of SMZ and Texpania. She worked for J the company who had invited him to breach their systems with an ingenious game that they kept hidden inside their website. She was far more beautiful in the flesh than she was in the photos of the magazine. She was tall and strong with luxurious long black hair and dark penetrating eyes. Having read the article about her life story three times, Park already felt a cosmic connection to her. Lola Badiola, he said out loud. The three friends stopped what they were doing and looked at the little oriental man who was peering at them over the kitchen door. Concha turned to Lola. Oh, you two know each other, that's nice. Lola looked confused. We do? Eugenio looked even more confused. You do? Park closed the fridge door to reveal himself. He had the body of an underfed teenager and the skin of a heroin addict but his eyes were bright and intelligent. My name is Park J. Bong, he said quietly. I thought it was Moon, said Concha. I thought it was Kim, said Eugenio. My name is Park J. Bong, he repeated with more confidence, and then he turned to Lola and added, but you may know me as Pluto. Lola, Eugenio, And Concha stood in silence trying to process the information. Each one of them had their own questions to answer. Concha was wondering what her husband was doing with this strange man. Eugenio was wondering why he had assisted Park rather than Kim to escape from North Korea. And Lola was wondering how it was possible that Pluto, the hacker that everyone at J Block feared and respected, was standing in her best friend's kitchen. Lola was the first to speak. ''What are you doing here?'' ''I have just defected from North Korea.'' Eugenio groaned and put his head in his hands. Concha turned slowly to her husband and said, ''You and I need to have a little chat. Excuse us?'' Then she led her two-metre-tall rugby-playing partner out of the kitchen and into the living room, slowly closing the door behind them. Lola and Park were left alone in the kitchen. They could hear the muffled sounds of the couple arguing in the room next door. You are the Pluto? Yes. Lola was sceptical. It was no secret within the hacking community that J-Block had been looking for a brilliant and mysterious coder called Pluto. It was possible that the man in front of her was a fake. She needed to know the full story. Why did you play our game? She asked. For fun. How did you discover the game? Your website. Why were you on our website? I read about you in Cyber Story. Why were you reading the article? Research. Research for what? My targets. Who were your targets? Banco Cantabrico, SMZ and Texpania. The hairs on the back of Lola's neck stood on end. You're the hacker behind the attack on Texpania? Yes. If this were true, the implications were mind blowing. Lola needed to be sure. How did you do it? Park explained the vulnerabilities that he had exploited in the cybersecurity software protecting Texpania. He illustrated the steps that he had taken to overcome the firewalls, insert the virus, and cover his tracks. He spoke fluently, confidently, and convincingly. It was clear that he was proud of his work. He wanted someone to hear his story and appreciate his talents. Lola knew the software inside out. Working as a salesperson at Texpania, she had sold it to half the Ibex 35 companies in Spain. She realised that everything that Pluto was saying made sense. Every element of his story was consistent. ''Incredible,'' she said, gently stroking the ego of the North Korean defector. ''You are incredible.'' Lola started pacing nervously around the kitchen. She had a hundred and one more questions, but the seed of a plan had been planted inside her head, and her heart was now pounding with possibilities. ''Is Texpania still vulnerable?'' she asked. ''Everyone is always vulnerable.'' he replied. Lola looked at her watch. It was 2.15pm in the afternoon. JJ's meeting with the CEO of Texpania had already started. It was possible she had enough time to accomplish her plan, but she needed to convince the North Korean defector to come with her. She walked forwards and gently took hold of his stick-thin arms. "'I can help you, Pluto. I can help you build a life here in the West. I can help you with anything you need.' Do you understand me?" Park looked up at the woman who was holding him so gently and yet so securely. He had become accustomed to the smell of Westerners during his journey, and as he breathed in her floral essence, he knew that she was someone he could trust. She was exactly the kind of person that he needed in the alien world in which he had landed. He nodded his head. Okay, continued Lola. but. I need you to help me first, and I need you to help me now. Will you do that? Once again, the little North Korean nodded his head. Lola smiled reassuringly. Then she pulled the little man towards her and embraced his bony body.
0: This is a very significant chapter. Because, at last, the two main protagonists of our story, Lola Badiola and Park Jae-Bong, are united. The previous 51 chapters have been building up to this inevitable moment. Two souls cosmically connected across the continents, now standing face to face in Conscious Kitchen with problems that the other one may be able to solve. A very significant chapter. Where will it go from here? Well, you'll have to find out in the next episodes because right now we're going to analyze the English that is used, starting with this sentence here.
1: Concha knew when people were telling her the truth, when they were exaggerating and when they were outright lying. In her work as an executive headhunter, she had seen thousands of CVs and interviewed hundreds of executives.
0: Concha is a very emotionally intelligent woman. She understands and empathizes with other people. And that certainly helps her in her job as a headhunter. Now the word headhunter is synonymous with recruitment consultant but it sounds so much cooler. I have a couple of friends who are headhunters. It's a very interesting profession. If you are well connected within a sector, you can generate high amounts of revenue while incurring only very low levels of cost. Normally you get paid a percentage of the compensation of the executive that you are recruiting. So if that person is a very senior executive who makes a really big salary, you can receive an extremely high commission. In fact, my friends only have to place five or six senior executives a year to earn a very good living as headhunters. Okay, let's move on to the next item of vocabulary. But
1: before he could reply, the buzzer sounded from the hallway. Concha stood up from the table and hurried to the video phone to see who it was.
0: A buzzer is an informal word for a doorbell. Now, I've included it here because I want to make sure that you can pronounce it properly. More specifically, I want to make sure that you can pronounce the voiced S sound in this word. It is pronounced buzzer, not busser. The voiced s sound in the middle of the word is a combination of two separate sounds. So, firstly, you have the s sound, s, as air comes out of your mouth, and secondly, you have the er sound as air travels over your vocal cords. It's a combination of these two separate sounds that makes the voiced S. The S and the uh combined to make Z. So let's practice that sound that many non-native English speakers find difficult to express. We are going to play a game called Fizz buzz. We are going to count from 1 to 30 and we will take it in turns. However, every multiple of 5 is replaced by the word fizz. Okay, so instead of saying 5, 10, 15, 20 as we count upwards, you simply say fizz. And every multiple of seven is replaced by the word buzz. So seven, fourteen, twenty-one. Instead of saying those numbers, you simply say buzz. So, I will say one, you will say two. I will say three, you will say four. And then I will say fizz instead of saying five. And I will pronounce the voiced S sound very clearly. You got that? Every multiple of five is replaced by fizz and every multiple of seven is replaced by buzz. Now I want you to make a big effort to make the voiced S sound in these words. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. One Three fizz, buzz, nine, eleven, thirteen, fizz, buzz, nineteen, buzz, twenty-three, fizz, twenty-seven, twenty-nine. Did you say fizz at the end there? Did you play the game or were you just listening to me counting weirdly? If you didn't play the game or if you made any mistakes while playing the game or if you hesitated, then just rewind the podcast and do it again until you feel confident, fluent and you have mastered this fundamental pronunciation point. This is a game I used to play all the time with my flatmates at university, and the punishment for making a mistake was to consume a glass of alcoholic beverage. OK, let's move on from drinking games to Catholic miracles. Have a listen to this sentence again. Here it was
1: in black and white and vivid green, a fridge full of food delivered by the magic of the market. Like an atheist who has just witnessed the tears rolling down the cheeks of the statue of the Virgin of Guadalupe in New Mexico,
0: Park was a convert. Have you heard of the Virgin of Guadalupe? It's a bronze statue of the Virgin Mary in a church in New Mexico. And it weeps tears of olive oil. And no one can explain why. People have come from all over the world to witness the statue of the Virgin Mary crying. And there is great debate as to whether this is a natural or supernatural phenomenon. And if it is a supernatural phenomenon, whether it should be classified as a miracle Do you have an opinion on the subject? Okay, here's another expression. She worked for J-Block, the company
1: who had invited him to breach their systems with an ingenious game that they kept hidden inside their website. She was far more beautiful in the flesh than she was in the photos of the magazine.
0: Flesh is a word that quite a lot of non-native speakers are unfamiliar with. It is essentially the part of your body that is not the bone. Your flesh is your muscle, the ligaments, and your skin. So when we say in the flesh, we mean in person, face to face. And in the world of remote working, where we are very physically distant from one another, it is important to get together and meet each other in the flesh. In fact, there is a similar expression which relates to business networking. And the expression is as follows. To press the flesh. Which means to meet other people, shake their hands, interact with them at a sort of physically intimate level. Literally, to press your flesh against theirs okay let's listen to the next exchange my name is park j bong he said quietly i thought it was
1: moon said concha i thought it was kim said eugenio my name is park j bong he repeated with more confidence and then he turned to lola and added but you may know me
0: as pluto if you remember back on the film set in Peak 2 Mountain, Park Jae-bong was pretending to be Kim Dae-won, who was pretending to be Moon Dong-woo. So this triple identity has finally unraveled, and everybody now knows the truth about the little North Korean in Conscious kitchen. And the person who is most excited about this revelation is, of course, Lola Badiola. She's smart enough to realize that Park J. Bong, also known as Pluto, is a major asset for anyone working within the cybersecurity industry. Let's continue on this theme. Who were your targets?
1: Banco, Cantabrico, SMZ, and Texpania. The hairs on the back of Lola's neck stood on end. You're the hacker behind the attack on Texpania,
0: yes? The hairs on the back of Lola's neck stood on end. Okay, when we are cold, and this applies to other animals as well, tiny muscles contract at the base of each hair to make them stand on end it distorts the skin to create goosebumps these are the little bumps that appear on the surface of the skin when you're cold now all mammals share this hair raising trait it is called piloerection they use their hair or their fur to trap an insulating air layer to keep them warm Now this also happens when you get a sudden adrenaline rush because you're afraid, you're surprised or you're excited. What causes your heart to race and your palms to sweat also causes goosebumps which make your hair stand on end. And that is how Lola feels at that moment when she suddenly realizes the truth about the man who is standing in front of her. Okay, one final business concept to discuss. Here it is.
1: Lola knew the software inside out. Working as a salesperson at Techspania, she had sold it to half the IBEX 35 companies in Spain.
0: What is the IBEX 35? Well, all developed countries have stock markets. And each stock market has a benchmark index. That's a combination of the largest and most frequently traded stocks. The performance of the index is an indicator of how the overall stock market is performing. In Spain, the index is called the IBEX 35. And it constitutes the 35 largest Spanish companies listed on the Spanish stock exchange. If those companies are generally doing well and people are buying their shares, then the nominal level of the index will rise. If it's a bad day and people are selling shares in these big Spanish companies, then the nominal level of the index will fall. You hear financial journalists on the news saying things like... The IBEX 30 rose 1% today as optimism returned to the markets. The benchmark index in France is known as the CAC 40. In Germany, it's called the DAX. And in London, it's known as the FTSE 100. And if you have ever invested in the stock market, one of the first things that you will do every morning is check the level of the benchmark index and then observe how it changes during the day. And this will give you an instant overall idea about the value of your own portfolio, whether your investments are rising or falling in value. That is the fundamental purpose of a benchmark stock market index like the IBEX 35 okay just one final expression have a listen to this again incredible she said gently stroking the ego of the north korean defector
1: you are incredible
0: everybody has an ego be careful with the english pronunciation here it's not ego it's ego in english and if you stroke somebody's ego It means that you are comforting them, supporting them, agreeing with them how wonderful they are. And as we know, Park J. Bong has a substantial ego. He believes that he is the greatest hacker on the planet. And he may well be right. We also know that Lola is an excellent saleswoman who understands human behavior. Therefore, by stroking Park's ego, Lola is able to coerce him, manipulate him into doing what she wants him to do. What does she want him to do? Well, we'll find out in the next couple of episodes. In the meantime, if you would like to improve your advanced business English skills in a more formal environment, please join Marina and me and our interactive Business English platform. Just click on the link in your podcast description and you will find Club Grattan. And we would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating or a positive comment on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. We hope that you can join us for the next episode. Until then, keep bringing English into your life. And remember, In the new normal of remote working, never forget the importance of pressing the flesh.